shit that scares us. A podcast about scary stuff. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I see you sitting there listening to that podcast. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, Joey Tribbiani forever? Oh god, yeah. I love that man. Um, oh, hi, how, how, hi. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh god. You, you guys don't know this, but like we we had like slight technical difficulties this morning, and I basically like tore my computer to like go fuck itself. Yeah. <laughs> but we're all. But in the world of um, showbiz snaps, where nothing's happened and we're all magically here. It's, don't you it's just fine. love that? You, you, you totally don't know that someone went wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's the, the mystery of the biz, bud. Um, oh, so, God. nice to see you. Um, it's great to be back. We're here for another Reddit Reads episode today. That's what we're kind oh, of coining man. this, right? Like, that's like the name. Uh, Reddit Reads, yeah, like, yeah. I guess just 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 awesome spooky stories that we've you know yeah. kind of come across and thought that need to be shared with the world yeah it's fun <laughs> i like listening to scary stories you like listening to scary stories that's why we're all here otherwise we would be off doing something else with our time but we're not that we're here true. so today we're gonna read some more stories and you're gonna go first i, I yep yep <laughs> that's a decision we've made this is bag's not it <laughs> shagganaut uh, I want to listen, so you're going to go first, and um, I'm going to mute myself. Bye. <laughs> Okie dokie. Oh, God. I'm going to start giggling now. Fuck. Oh, my face. Um, Okie dokie. So this story is called The House That Made Me a Believer. Shortly before becoming pregnant with my second child in 2008, we moved into a 100-year-old mansion that had been renovated into separate apartments. I'd never had any sort of paranormal experience before living here, so most of what I experienced I brushed off or made excuses for. But some things were really hard to ignore. I would frequently see shadows or movements out of the corner of my eye, hear whispers that very distinctly sounded like they were coming from inside my apartment, and would often have lights turn on and off by themselves. One night, in the middle of summer, I was about seven months pregnant at the time. I was struggling to get comfortable in bed, but finally settled on my back with my hands above my head. No sooner had I started to relax that I felt a cold hand on my stomach. It took me a moment to realise that the hand was coming from the wrong direction. It was as if someone standing beside my bed had put their hand on my stomach. I immediately sat up and looked around, but no one was there other than my ex, who was facing the opposite direction. I told him what happened, and he told me it was probably the baby kicking, and I was mistaken. What I felt was definitely not that, though. Shortly after this, I started seeing yellow, flowing dresses with small flowers. I didn't really know how to explain it. It was like, constantly, I would see the tail end of something or someone that would walk into a room or down the hall. I never got to see the whole person, just the back of the flowing dress. Every time I saw it, I didn't feel scared, but it was kind of, like, peaceful. After the birth of my second child, we moved into a bigger apartment across the hall, in the same house. 
I immediately noticed a difference in the atmosphere. The air felt almost heavy. The second night there, I could hear voices on the baby monitor, thinking maybe it was picking up voices from the other apartments above ours, and being the nosy person I am, I laid there with my eyes closed, and the monitor pressed to my ear, listening, trying to pick up what was being said. Suddenly, I could hear the door of my son's room slowly creep open on the monitor. I stopped breathing, trying to listen closely, thinking I was going to hear my son's tiny voice or small footsteps. Instead, it sounded like someone with heavy, steel-toed boots was running down my hallway, into my room, and then launched themselves to the bottom of our bed. The whole bed shook. I felt paralysed. My ex started screaming, thinking we had an intruder, but there was no one there. We tried to rationalise what had happened. Maybe a spring got caught in the mattress during the move, and it just happened to release at that exact moment. And maybe the footsteps I heard were actually from upstairs. All I know is that from then on, I was absolutely terrified to stay in the apartment without lots of light during the night. There was also a weird room slash storage area attached to my son's room that gave me the absolute creeps. I could never get the door to stay closed. I would put a hook and eye lock on the top of the door and almost every day I would go in, the lock would be off and the door would be wide open. We never used that room and my son was only three at the time. Finding the door open always gave me anxiety, like that feeling you get right before something bad happens which is such a weird thing to say about a random, empty room, but it's true. Not one second from the time I moved into that apartment until I moved out a few months later did I ever feel comfortable. I always felt like I was being watched. After moving out, I met multiple people that had lived in the house, and every single one talked about all the weird and unexplainable things that had happened to them while they lived there. This is the only place that I have ever lived that I've had weird and creepy or unexplained experiences. And that is the house that made me a believer. So well told and so well written. So many vibes in there. Oh my God. I'd be like, I mean, you really feel kind of like, I mean, I've never been pregnant myself. Thank God. Mm. Sorry. I don't want children ever. Woo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I just want lots of fur babies that that's all I need but I've got I've got a couple friends that are currently like probably six months pregnant at the moment and I've you know had conversations to them you know the whole oh do you get baby brain type of thing and yeah it's like you your brain kind of goes to the stage where it just has like these little blips of I guess loss of reality so right. i can kind of understand her saying like oh like you know is she kind of seeing shit or is it actually yeah. there um, yeah, but yeah, that's got to like, that's good. Oh God, I no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would lose my shit. <laughs> Some of the visualizations in there, like the the yellow dresses and stuff, mm. like very very vivid descriptions and imagery in that. Story. It's really it's really interesting as well to see that like in comparison. So clearly, in one apartment, like there's you know something that seems a bit more calmer. Mm. Probably a female spirit. That's probably why she didn't feel you know too too off edge but then whatever was in the other one oh my god that was like angry as shit grumpy but yeah. pissed off a little bit grumpy 
little bit angry, needs a little snack, <laughs> maybe a maybe a Snickers bar. Um, you're not Snickers you when you're hungry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, God. That was great. Well done. Well, well done. I love the imagery. I love stories like that that have very strong ties because the Im- like in terms of imagery because they really ground you in the scenario you know you can really mm. feel like what's going on but yeah um, I definitely i feel that panic like mm. you know thinking you hear someone going into your kid's room and then that or and the door oh my god oh i it's <sighs> it, i have a door in my room uh not my not my door to like the hallway to the rest of the house but there's a door mm. in my room which is kind of like a storage cupboard if, for those of you who don't know, uh, my house was built in 1910. No, 1910. Yes. Uh, so it's uh, 1910. I was like, like, living room I guess like right by the look of it just how things are placed and it's got like a magnet lock so you're supposed to push the door closed um and it'll lock into place using magnets well because it's an old house things break and the magnets kind of have dislodged so every now and then they'll dislodge and my door will slowly open oh no (laughs) and it's happened in the middle of the night and like because obviously Moo sleeps on my bed and she sleeps on that side of the bed where the door is like I'll roll over and then for some reason maybe me moving has like dislodged the door and it just like slowly opens and moves no. like prick her head up and oh look and God. I'm just like it's it's literally like the opening of a fucking horror movie like you're waiting for something to jump out and I literally the first it's time it happened a- I almost shed myself it's giving monsters ink it's giving Sully yeah. is about to come out of your closet yeah fucking Sally or Pazowski is gonna come out of my closet but no literally the first time it happened I fucking died <laughs> and now I have like yeah Mike Pazowski no it's Wazowski with a W oh shit <laughs> Mike Wazowski uh but now I now I have like this like sneaky little box tucked behind um that like holds the door closed in case that decides to happen so we don't have yeah. any more uh <laughs> terrifying episodes smart smart i couldn't handle that to be honest oh hell no yeah no <laughs> yeah no i love old houses but it's like if i ever bought one i would entirely gut it and refit it with modern shit so i didn't have any creature all of the character out of it <laughs> no, just yeah. um amazing okay so i have a story for you that's kind of it's giving the similar vibes to yours to be completely honest um and this story is from mystery chic chick 88 on reddit um and it's titled the most sinister entity i have ever encountered Ooh, yes so i'm gonna fucking let's let's get into it right as a clairvoyant i have had my fair share of weird and wonderful encounters with spirits and entities most have been good some bad but i have only ever dealt with the few evil ones This is a fairly long read, detailing my encounters with the witch who tormented me for five years in the most horrendous ways. I do not know how she found me or why she hated me, but I will tell you the first time I ever saw her. 
I was dreaming I had entered into a small country pub. The ceilings were low and it had that musty smell of beer and thyme. Outside, the windows, was a quiet rural lane surrounded by hedgerows and what looked like farmers' fields beyond that. It was a lovely warm day, but the scene was eerily quiet. There were two sections to the pub. One side which was devoid of anyone and what looked like a working bar, and the other side which was closed off to the public and looked like it was being used to store old furniture. I found myself wandering around the furniture, admiring a beautiful antique writing bureau, when suddenly I felt disorientated. My legs started to give way as my head began to spin out of nowhere. My centre of gravity was thrown out of whack, and I stumbled onto the floor, and a fear I could not explain started to overcome me. I knew something was wrong, and I had the feeling of being circled by a predator, one I could not see. In a state of panic, I shuffled back on the floor until my back made contact with something solid, an old, dusty chest of drawers, and I tried to calm my breathing, not making any sense of why I felt like I was in so much danger. Then I heard a noise above me, a disturbing, croaky, death-rattle-like sound. I was terrified, but I found myself slowly raising my head to see what was there. I couldn't help it. I shouldn't have looked. But that macabre sound drew my attention like a moth to flame. Slowly leering over the top of the drawers directly above me, a face came into view, looming down over me. It was a woman, strikingly beautiful, if not cold-looking. Pale blonde curls pinned on top of her head, icy blue eyes. Young, no more than thirty, but her mouth was what was the most terrifying. It was stretched open into a gaping black hole with torn, cracked flesh stretching even further, making her face a disfigured, warped, horrifying mess. The rattling was coming from within that cavernous abyss. I have never felt a fear like it, the sort which strips your brain of any normal function and sends your gut plummeting. I could barely scream I was that scared. It was more like a high-pitched hysterical whimper which barely left my mouth as her face came closer. Then I woke up sweating and still trying to scream. As disturbing as the dream was, I thought it was just that. A nightmare. Although I have never been able to get her face out of my head all these years later. Roughly six weeks later, I had another nightmare in which I was involved in a vicious assault on the street outside my home. In this dream, the police came, and as I was being pinned to the ground and arrested with the assailants, I noticed a figure walking around the periphery of the circle of police and people. As my face was being pushed into the ground, it was hard to see who it was, but they were getting closer and closer to the tangle of bodies on the floor. As the police pulled me up, I saw it was a crooked old woman, bedraggled and dirty hair hanging in her face, it was full of debris and dirt. She was in an old-fashioned white nightdress. My stomach lurched, and although she looked different, I knew it was the same woman I had encountered in my nightmare weeks before. As if she sensed my realisation, she rapidly lurched forward between the police holding me in place and sank her teeth into my arm, then disappeared, leaving my arm in an immediate septic mess, crawling with maggots and decaying. Pain was what woke me up. 
I bolted upright, expecting to see teeth marks on my forearm as it throbbed, and although there were none, the area was red, as if I had been pinched. I suspected that these were not ordinary dreams, and that she was a separate entity, not some reoccurring imaginary figure. I didn't know yet that she was a witch, but the more she encroached into my dreams and life, the more I psychically saw snippets of hers. She had a knack for showing herself two different ways. One, the young, beautiful woman, although never again with that hideous, deformed mouth, and the other, a stereotypical hag. Every few weeks, I would encounter her in my dreams, which was where I figured out she was a dreamwalker, which is what I call this gift, not sure if it's the correct term, a spirit or entity that can manipulate someone's dreams. In another dream, she was stood by my bed, her hand around my throat slowly squeezing until I couldn't breathe, until I woke up violently gasping for breath. I had that same experience several times. Another time on my day off, I woke up and feeling lazy decided to lounge in bed for a little longer, in and out of sleep, until I became acutely aware of someone close up to me staring at the back of my head. I knew it was her, and everything inside me screamed not to turn around and look at her, so I stayed still, face pushed into my pillows, and then something peculiar happened. As if I was stood in the corner of my bedroom, I could see everything. Me lying in bed, covered up and face down and hovering about two foot above my body, parallel to me, was an opaque, brown, swirling, humanoid mass. Other times, I would dream she was hovering above me, and in a half-awake, half-sleeping state, too terrified to move, she would reach inside my chest, and I could feel an odd pressure around my heart, squeezing, causing it to beat out of rhythm. All I could do was lay there and pray that I didn't have a heart attack as the thumping of my heart inside my chest would speed up rapidly and then slow down so there were seconds between each beat. I tried putting a protection boundary around my home but it never seemed to keep her out. In the end, my spirit guides shut me down entirely to protect me from her. I guess being psychically open was what kept the link going between us. The complete radio silence I had for three years was eerie to say the least, and not something I was used to, as having random spirits popping in and out had always been the way of life since I was 11 years old. But it did the job. I didn't see her again for three years. When I became pregnant with my daughter, I unintentionally started to open up again. I only had two more experiences with her after this, although I was disheartened to know that she was still linked to me. The night she showed herself again, she entered my dream as usual. I was laying in bed, and in this dream I woke and my quilt was hovering a few feet in the air above me. Through the gap in the dark between myself and the floating quilt, I could see someone shuffling around the edge of my bed, back and forth. The familiar feeling of fear that came with her held me in place, scared shitless of what she was going to do next. To my absolute horror, the figure climbed underneath the hovering quilt at the foot of the bed and slowly worked its way up over my body until she was on top of me and her face in front of mine. Her hair trailed across my skin and she smelt of damp earth. Then she spoke. You thought I was gone, she hissed at me, and all I could do was try and scream myself awake. Suddenly the quilt dropped back onto the bed and I bolted upright, finally awake. 
My quilt, which I usually cocooned myself inside of, was stuffed down on the floor between my bed frame and the wall with the window that looked out onto the street. I refused to sleep at my home the next night, telling my friend I couldn't believe she was back after all of this time had passed. My last encounter I ever had with her was odd, to say the least, as it seemed as if she couldn't get as close to me as usual. Again, in my dream I awoke and she had me by the throat, both of us dangling in the air over my bed. Here she was her younger self, porcelain skin, fair hair and all, just staring into my soul as I struggled to breathe. I can't explain the look she had on her face. It wasn't anger, disgust. It was just a cold indifference to me, with maybe a hint of defeat. It felt different. Although I woke up struggling to breathe and with a sore neck, I don't think she had actually been inside the room with me. This was the last I ever saw of her, and hopefully ever will. I questioned myself early on whether it was a form of sleep paralysis, but I know that it wasn't. I have never suffered with it before or since, and that explanation just doesn't seem to fit. I suspect she was trying to stop my heart or physically scare me to death, but why? As I said, I saw glimpses of her life. I know she was a healer woman in a small community, but over time, she seemed to get treated with more suspicion and hatred and shunned out of the area until she was living on the periphery of society. Maybe once respected, then feared. I have no doubt she was immensely gifted in life. But unfortunately, she has passed over with the same gifts, fully understanding how to manipulate energy. Hands down, one of the few spirits which straight up terrified me. Fuck me. Fuck that. Oh my god. <laughs> Dreams, bro. No. Ugh, it's like some nightmare on Elm Street shit. Like, your dreams Ooh. aren't fucking safe. Ugh. Right? It's giving, yeah, it is giving uh, Freddy Krueger, but less... Um, knifey hands and more like the ring climbs out of a TV vibe with all uh, the hair no, and no, stuff. No, 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 thank you. It's a pretty popular <laughs> like um, thing for like it, when I've seen it in pop culture and history and like old, you know, like historic um, scripts and stuff, whenever they reference a female entity, whether it, they're referencing it being a ghost or referencing it um, as this Redditor said, they don't personally believe it's sleep paralysis but when they have uh referenced it um in sources that talk about sleep paralysis which are pretty common they always do that thing of uh it's either a beautiful uh you know woman or it's like a hag that's kind of mm. sits you know like so the representation of the of a female presenting spirits are always like that it's like they're a hag or they're beautiful or they change and they shift and stuff thank you so much that's ray was beautifully written by the way thanks for sharing. I'm just like sitting there just like Cool. So I'm sleeping with the light on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sleeping at all. Um, I love the imagery of the pub, the first dream, um, mm. and how there was like a there were hedgerows and the and it reminded me a lot of a cafe um, that I've been to a lot. And I was like, oof, I'm never gonna go back there without. Oh, just the biting thing. That was just like, oh my god, that's some oh, zombie yeah. shit. Just like. Ugh. That's some straight up demonic shit right there. That's crazy. I've had I've had dreams before where like I've been like attacked and I don't know what by I don't know if it was just my brain like here's the monster mm. that you saw in a movie you watched last night let's bring it right. back. Um and like I've been bitten by them and usually it's either like on my arms or like where my kidneys are for some reason. I guess yeah. cuz like that's a sore spot for me like you know back in school like when people would like poke you in the back there. Mhm. Mm 
yeah, it's like my apps, I fucking hate it. And so, like, if anyone comes up behind me or something, like, to try and give me a hug or, or whatever, I'm like, don't fucking touch me. Because, like, it's just that <laughs> uh, post-traumatic stress of, like, oh, they're going to pinch me or some shit. But yeah. every time in my dream, it's like my brain knows that's, like, a soft spot for me. Yeah. And so, like, fun. targets it. And it's, like, the most burning, like, to be bit in a dream, it's a weird sensation. Like, I've been bit in real life. Like, mm. Moo's done it. I mean, you know, when you play as kids, you get bit. But, like, it's it's the weird sensations, like, burning and almost cutting. Mm. Mm. Usually yeah, when, I, when something, I'm in pain in a dream, I always wake up and I'm, like, um, lying on my arm and it's just dead asleep. Oh, God. And then I've I just, dreams it, where I've, like, been stabbed or shot and, like, I've actually felt it, but I've just, oof. I haven't died. I've just been alive the whole time feeling it. It's like, what the fuck, brain? Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of dreams where I logically think my way out of uh, scenarios. Like I had one the other day where I was swimming yeah. in shark infested waters and I was like, ah, but you could just punch the shark and then get out. <laughs> like, just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like your divergent. brain like, realizes that you're, um, yeah, like in a dream. And you're like, cool. Okay. So we're going to get out of this by doing yeah. this and then yeah. it's not going to be a nightmare anymore. Um, yeah. So those are the stories for this week. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. We have a little thing set up right now where you can buy us a coffee and that's on our Instagram. If you click on our Instagram link uh, in the bio, there will be a section that leads you to buying us a coffee. If you want to support the podcast in a different way, get us a coffee, get us caffeinated while we make these episodes for you. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Yeah, we really do. Um, it just helps us fund some really big creative ideas that we have. And uh, yeah, thank you so much to everyone mm. who has done so, so far. Yeah, thank you. Um, we really appreciate it. If you if you guys want to send through some stories, I am compiling a list of listener stories. So please send in your stories if you'd like to be featured to the podcast um, at shitthatscaresuspod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, head on over to our Instagram at shitthatscaresus to keep up with all the fun uh, details. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>